Hello and welcome to 25 Cents, a video game podcast. I am Chris. And I'm Nick. Each episode, we'll be talking about the games we've tried, other games we keep going back to, and what we think might be great games to check out if you've got kids. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at goodstuff.network. Hey, Nick, welcome back to 25 Cents. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Our now bi-weekly podcast. Yeah, we're we're gonna try in season two here. I think we can. I think we can do it most most of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what what are what are the what are the kids up to? I think you've you've gotten uh, some fun winter weather of late. Yeah. Well, we had a brief little uh, respite, but now it's back into the minus thirty Celsiuses and beyond <laughs> for anybody who's can do the conversion. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's. Winter in Canada is often in, in anywhere where it's that cold. It's a good and bad thing because you kind of like learn to hunker down and learn to just enjoy watching movies, playing video games, board games. You, you know, you kind of get good at those kinds of things usually. Although I think this coming off of, not that we're done, but like a year of a pandemic where we've been doing all that already. Now, I think January, like for many reasons, is hitting extra now February, but it's hitting a little harder where <laughs> our family, we've noticed even the games don't go quite as well. Tensions are a little more you right. know, on edge. And so we had a, a, a period of playing some board games that were all the more like pandemic and those ones where you work together to beat the game. And I think now we're in a season where we just need games where we can just beat each other to like get a bit of tension, <laughs> stress out <laughs> by winning and not just like working, trying to argue <laughs> with each other about the direction we're going to go or something like that. Right. So we've, uh, yeah, that's, I think where our kids are. Although like, They've now gone back into, I forget where we were two weeks ago now when we recorded, but Rocket League is still the the fun game they're, they're into on it, collaboratively anyways. And although my daughter pulled out Animal Crossing last night for whatever reason, and so her and I had some fun playing Animal Crossing. But anyways, that's, we'll cover some of that in Switch Corner. But uh, what about your your guy? What's what's he into? Yeah, we, we, we've definitely been playing a, a little bit less in the games department now that remote school is, is back up after winter break. Um, uh, and then, um, just, you know, we, we usually do a weekly movie night on, um, uh, on Fridays. <laughs> I, I, I think we follow each other on letterboxd, letterboxd, whatever it is. And, um, uh, so we've, we've been on a little bit of a, a musical kick. So we did sound of music last week and I think Hamilton two or three weeks previously. Uh, and he, and he'd heard the music from some of them cause we will play the, the cast recordings. Right. But um, it, it was interesting to, to see what he thought of the, the movie and, um, uh, sound of music was one that I had, like my dad had bootlegged onto VHS off of TV at some yeah. point. So it was one I rewatched a lot as a kid, but I, I hadn't seen it in at least 20 years. So that was fun. And, and he was in, really interested in the, the do re mi song because, uh, we just started doing a remote piano lesson, like a little 30 minutes once every week. Cause he's been interested in music. So uh, that's that's been fun and um you know kind of getting him into that and thinking about music and um i think that's that's an area yeah. of interest of his and we'll see we'll see how that continues <laughs> it might be short-lived as things often are with seven-year-olds uh but for right now it's it's something that's that's sticky how did um, he like Ham- so you've, you've played hamilton for him and then he watched it for the first time yeah and so he he likes it um i think he likes the style of music a a fair bit um he you know he he recognizes that it's like a pretty high difficulty level 
musical as far as things go, either either from comments I've made or just the the nature of the music. He, I think he he's aware that it's like a real thing that happened. Uh, he does want us to skip the sad parts. Um, so especially in the second act, uh, you know, light light spoilers. You know, there's a lot of duels and and death in the in the second act, and um, he he wants to skip a couple of those songs. But he, I think he kind of likes. I think he said his favorite is what's the early one in the first act my shot maybe because it's like kind of like the exciting yeah uh the exciting song yeah yeah it's pretty heavy stuff for a seven-year-old isn't it or is it or maybe he's young enough that he doesn't recognize the heavy stuff or whatever i i think some of it is going over his yeah. head but you know he's i think he's interested in the idea um the la- there is some language but it's not really that's not really a concern i mean you know He's, he's heard us swear on occasion. Oops. Uh, so it's not really anything super novel. Uh, and, um, my niece has, has gotten into it as well. So they're kind of synchronized there. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, it seems like he likes it. I, what, you know, I don't know what his interest will be long-term. Um, but that, and that's one where, because it's available now on Disney plus, you know, you can watch the, the stage show, um, which is cool. Uh, as as for kind of getting into switch corner like i said we we haven't been playing games as much um i think he's been doing more ring fit than than i have certainly even though the intention was for the the adults to get a little more exercise but it's a good way for him to kind of get his energy out after remote school is done and um one of his assignments every week is to to try and do an hour of activity every day and write it down for the for the pe teacher to look at and so that's one of the things he he wants to do sometimes. Although the other evening, he woke up at like midnight because his arms hurt, and I think it was because he had been doing too much uh, flexing with the with the Ring Fit controller uh, that afternoon, and and like had 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 some lactic acid buildup or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, some some muscle uh, muscle discomfort, um, yeah. which was kind of funny. I think we we talked about you know not overdoing it. <laughs> it's working too hard seven is it is, is there ever a fear with uh with the ring fit thing of like the kid throwing it or is it sort of like the controllers where you can attach it to your wrist somehow so so one of the controllers goes in a leg band that's velcroed on so that one that one's not going to go anywhere um the big controller has like two big foam grips on either side and it doesn't seem to to you know, you don't, you don't really do like fast moves. It's, it's more like strength and hold moves. Um, there are times where you have to like lift it over your head and you could imagine a, a, a more vigorous lift and it goes flying behind you into the glassware on the, the dining yeah. table uh, or something the way, the way our, um, living room is set up. Um, but, uh, yeah, we have, we haven't had any issues with, with damage yet. Um, and yeah, I, I certainly remember the stories back with the, um, the original Wii, you know, where, where people would, would accidentally be playing tennis or whatever, yeah. fling the Wii mote into their TV screen and shatter it. Yeah. Um, no, no issues there. Uh, speaking of, of the Wii kind of in Nintendo corner, maybe not switch corner. I saw I'm sorry. someone, <laughs> Siri um, doesn't like no it. Siri. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw someone had posted a set of alternate Wii logos. I think it was legit. Uh, but, um, you know, from some, from some corporate slide of what they had considered and, and a lot of them are real weird, uh, oh, yeah. compared to the, the simple, you know, sans serif, uh, look that, that we ended up with, with that one. Um, the other interesting Nintendo news I saw was that the switch is now 
officially Nintendo's all-time bestseller by like a million units over the 3DS. Um, obviously, the the industry has grown, so it's not really a fair comparison. You know, it's it's like how every new Marvel movie is the the top box office movie yeah. every time, but it's just because ticket prices went up, you know, or, or, and more people go to see movies, obviously not this yeah. year. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to see that actually, you know, as much talk as there's been about the power of, of the PS five and the, the Xbox, uh, one, one S Xbox series X, it? I think is the series yeah. X. Yeah. Um, and, and sort of the next generation of consoles, the switch is the one that seems to really be sticky for a lot of people. And, and it's not just animal crossing. It's all, it's all yeah. the games. Um, so have your, have your kids been going back to, to switch? Much yeah. Or? Like the, they'll use, I mean, right now for a lot of the gameplay is, uh, rocket league. It's basically a rocket league console. Um, rocket league or Fortnite console is still sort of the main one, dominant one for my two older boys. Um, and then my daughter pulled out animal crossing this week, uh, for as part of her screen time, just because I had mentioned something about how there was new, I forget what it was. I had, I had logged in and seen like a whole bunch of mail. And I think that's like, that's intriguing to her. And then a friend of hers at school actually has, she was like, uh, I forget his name, Billy or whatever his name is, but he has Animal Crossing. And they were trying to figure out how they could get onto each other's islands and see or whatever. And so we're, we're trying to ne- negotiate that, which is Nintendo's just awful multiplayer online thing where you have to share like yep. this 10 digit long code or whatever that you have to punch in and you can imagine seven-year-olds like writing on a note trying to figure out what, what their code is and yeah. share it with their parents and like get them to punch it in and like it's just not going to happen obviously in any meaningful amount of time so i'm sure at some point the parents are gonna have to get involved to text back a screenshot or whatever so we can actually connect because yeah it's it's handy if you have like i think there's like the connect with your friends on twitter or facebook if you're already connected somewhere then it'll automatically find each other that way but that's how you and i connected because i don't remember ever sending out my code or maybe i did at one point but um so anyways it's so i've we've been playing a little bit with animal crossing which we haven't touched in a little while just to see some of the new stuff and there's we built a store and so there's new new things you can buy and outfit our house and um and that kind of thing and so yeah we'll see if i can I've, i've never actually managed to coordinate the um, the Animal Crossing island visiting thing with another person. So we'll see if we can get that happening. But um, and then actually we we did uh on Sunday like a couple weeks ago on on one afternoon I my wife was doing some puzzling and I was like figuring out I'm going to do some of my own puzzling and I so I pulled out Breath of the Wild as my puzzle <laughs> to do. Well, so and then the kids kind of just they were all in other places and we were just kind of curious to see how long it would take them to negotiate their way or navigate their way downstairs to hear the if they heard the switch going or whatever and pretty soon all three of them were sitting and just watching me play Breath of the Wild and alternate alternating between encouraging slash yelling at me because I wasn't doing the right thing but in the end it was kind of cool because we beat I forgot which one of the mega monsters that you have to beat in the sort of journey to the end boss or whatever managed to do it all together with them. Again, like I was saying, cheering me on slash frustrated that I wasn't quite doing it right. Took a bunch of reloading saves, trying to do it again. Some tense moments because I wasn't staying on the little thing long enough to punch the guy in the right spot or whatever. (laughs) And uh, yeah, there's always some, some trick to those, those uh, uh, Zelda boss battles, right? I think sometimes the the controller itself is actually what drives me a little batty on the Switch is the, even we don't have the pro controller, like I think you mentioned last time you have a pro controller. Um, We've never picked that up, but we do have the like the little dock thing or whatever for the two Switch controllers um, or the, what are they called again? The Joy-Cons. Joy-Cons. Yeah. Um, 
So we put that in there, but I think, yeah, there's something about the button configuration, my fingers being too fat or whatever is my excuse anyways, and kind of mashing things and, and end up, and and they do like the AB is reversed from what it feels like it should be for me sometimes in some games. Especially if you're used to Xbox, it's it's flipped. yeah. I th- I know there's a setting in the Switch you can actually like choose to put it to the other way, but I I'm stubborn in that I want to like be using the default <laughs> default config. So if I ever play somewhere and I don't have to like go into the settings and try and re- reverse it or whatever, but uh, but then it ends up yeah biting me when I'm in a boss battle with three people watching me and I stress and hit the wrong button. <laughs> yeah, that was that's always my issue, or always was my issue when I was if I was going over to friends who had um, like an Xbox, uh, I always wanted, I always want to invert Y. Yeah, me too. In, yeah. Um, I think um, I, I remember reading a, a paper years ago about it's some, there's some perceptual thing of whether you imagine yourself inside your head and controlling <laughs> it from behind or being in your head and like looking up and down or something like that. Um, and that's what, where you want, why you would want to, Invert. I think it's probably because I played too many, as as I think we mentioned last episode, too much uh, X-Wing and, and similar flight yeah. sims years ago were my, sort of my first 3D experiences. And so I expect things, I, I expect to look around like I'm flying, uh, even when I'm playing a, a first person shooter or something. Obviously, Breath of the Wild is third person. But. Yeah, but even like, yeah, like Doom and Quake or whatever, like when you're in that first person view and you're like, you look up or look down to me, it always felt natural to go down as the up view, but both my kids or mm-hmm. all my kids rather anytime I've switched that and they've like come back to my controller, they're really annoyed and have to go and s- dad, stop yeah. being backwards. <laughs> I'm the old fashioned weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's meant to be. So speaking of uh PC uh, corner, not, a, not a lot there, although I, I saw um, mass effect legendary edition uh, just got announced by EA it's a complete 4K UHD remaster with the original uh, cast audio from all the games and all the DLC in one huge bundle. Uh, it it looks pretty amazing. I I played like the first half of the first one on Steam years ago and just kind of dropped it. But I, I'm definitely a fan of those old Bioware RPGs, you know, Knights of the Old Republic, and uh, and so forth. But it's certainly the kind of thing that would tempt me back. Although I definitely do not have a device that can play a 4K uh, game uh, right now, and am not likely to get one soon. Yeah, I skipped over Mass Effect as well. In the there's Mass Effect, and what's the other one? I always see um, Jay actually uh, Assassin's Creed. That whole trilogy, Dragon Age. Oh, Assassin's yeah, Creed. As far as yeah. major franchises, anyways, I skipped those two for I don't know whether there was timing or whatever it was, and and the kind of game I was into, or, the, or just not having a console at the right, at the right time or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I, I've never played Mass Effect, and yeah, I saw the announcement, and, and part of me is like really tempted to get drawn into that, and I think it's really smart, like you said, to have reissue these games now with updated graphics in terms of like the dollar value for them. I'm sure is way less than taking a risk on a brand new IP or whatever. Um, and, right. and we've seen it done a few times already, obviously. And, um, although the one I was thinking of, there was, uh, Warcraft three, I think they reissued you know, an updated cinematic yes. graphic version or whatever. I didn't hear a lot of like after it, I heard a lot of hype for it, but I didn't hear a lot of talk about it afterwards and maybe it just was the wrong, wrong Twitter feed or whatever. But, um, I remember being really interested in that one, but never really heard much about it after the facts. Cause I, that would be one actually I would be tempted to go back and play. I, I haven't heard much about that one. Uh, definitely a lot of my old World of Warcraft guildmates do play the WoW Classic remaster where it's um, updated graphic. It's sort of the modern engine from today, but running the 
uh, storyline and environment from the original now, you know, over 15, uh, what, 17 years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and they seem to really like that, that classic balance of the rules and everything. Although it is, it's tweaked. It's not just a, a remaster. It's, it, they've rejiggered things yeah. a little, but that's, that's a, I think, I mean, it's kind of like movie remakes, right? Like you said, it's risk reduction for the studio. Yeah. It's a, it's a safe IP. They know they have a locked in fan base. Um, and it's probably less work than developing something entirely from scratch, even though it's almost entirely redone graphics and redone engine code and, and all that. Yeah, that's what I was, I had to, I was wondering kind of just from a development side of things, like when you have to go back and redo things, often it's like, oh, this is so frustrating because of, you know, the way we coded it or whatever it is. And let's just start fresh is often where people end up in the end, like even just website build or whatever. It's just like, let's just start over because this is painful. Right. Um, and a video game, I can't imagine trying to do all that, but um, but even looking on their on the website on the link that we have there for the announcement, they have like a nice slider of like shots from the old game and then the remastered version, and it looks incredible, of course. And uh, yeah, just I never played through that that mo or that storyline, and uh, but definitely heard a lot of hype about it. So it'd be, it would be fun. It'll it'll be on my list of like when if and when I ever have probably what thirty hours to just more if not more to <laughs> while away. I, I think they're more like eighty-hour yeah. games. That those yeah. the those uh, the big RPGs. I like that one. Depending on how much side questing you yeah. do. Um, if I ever finish Breath of the Wild, I'll maybe put it in there. <laughs> I think for me, the limitation, even though like that kind of epic sci-fi is is definitely right in my wheelhouse, is that um, you know it's it's decidedly a rated M game, right? Not just the the violence, but the the sort of the character relationship content, the the um, the i mean they they don't show anything but there's sexual content right like you can you can romance the characters and and uh uh, have have pretty deep uh intimate virtual relations in the in the context of the story between different characters and so it's it's not something i could play with um with my son for for several years um so I think that that's always for me the the limitation of you know is it is it a game I can share and therefore you know it's something we can do together or it has to be a very small snackable game like the Arp, Apple Arcade games that I can squeeze in five ten minutes here or there yeah. um, which is which is what I've been doing a little bit more lately uh, kind of getting back into arcade again and sampling some of the recent uh, releases. Um, I don't know. Have you have you tried any recent? No, actually, ones? I haven't. And uh, I actually had a. I think I was talking about it last, maybe before we recorded. But I I had I was getting a little bit of a neck issue because I switched my laptop and then I was like looking down at my laptop often, and I was realizing like just yeah soreness in my neck and tension. So I was trying to avoid also like mm-hmm. looking down at my phone for long periods of time too, which naturally then limits how often I'm going to sit there and play because it's not very fun to like hold your uh, yeah your your video game thing, whether it's your phone right. or whatever, up up high so you're staring at it level so um which yeah so i actually haven't d- d- dove driven d- driven no <laughs> dived into i think it depends on how british yeah. you're feeling i mean you're you're in a commonwealth country so you can kind of go either way yeah how much bloody <laughs> arcade games i've played <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, and i keep uh, i'll just throw this in here and then we'll all i'm curious which games you've been trying but um nuts which is though i referenced last time uh published by a local development company here in saskatoon um noodle cake and of like what was their, their super stickman golf was their original claim to fame um that they yes. pub- or created and then now they're a publisher as well so um but anyways it looks really, really good i really want to try even just like 
messing around with streaming it sometime off my computer and stuff here. So if you're out there and you're curious about that kind of stuff, twitch.tv slash GSFM is where I would try that if I ever work up the nerve slash have the time to, to do that all. Uh, but it looks like a fun sort of game, puzzle game to, to try. Visually, it looks really good. And uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at. But what what games have you been playing on Arcade? Yes, yeah, so I've been I've been trying um, Spire Blast, uh, which is kind of a mix between I don't know if you ever played Snood or similar games. It was an old Mac shareware game, was how I knew it. Um, it's probably just like a web game these days uh, if it still exists. But you know, you're or um, is it Peggle? Oh yeah, you know, you're you're kind of shooting colored things to match colored things, except it's a 3D tower of them, and you know, there's different. You have to match different colors and that'll knock away sections and it's physics based. So as you knock away a section, things will realistically collapse and fall over. And your goal is to knock down the whole tower. And there's different um, specific requirements on each level. Like you have to get this many of this color, that sort of thing. Uh, It's pretty fun. You know, each level takes a minute or two as with anything's physics based. And I remember this when I played, I think the original angry birds years ago is it, it's so realistic that it's much harder to have like repeatable success, right? So like Grindstone as a puzzler, you know, if you make the path just right, it'll do exactly what you say, yeah. right? But with with a, a more physics-based thing, if, you're, if your aim is off by a fraction of a degree, something completely different will happen. Um, so, you, you know, with that as part of it, um, it, that can be a little bit of a challenge. Um, also in the more physical 3D area, uh, my son and I tried Marble It Up Mayhem, we had picked it because it looked like you could do multiplayer and you're basically just a, you're a marble rolling around courses. Some of them are time-based. Some of them are more uh, kind of, you have to navigate different obstacles like gaps or, or jumps. Um, like I said, we couldn't get multiplayer to work. I would say we both liked it better than Super Impossible Road, which is another um, uh, Apple Arcade game, which is pretty much like Super Monkey Ball or if you've ever played the Rainbow Road levels of uh, Mario Kart, you know you're you're just kind of trying to go as fast as you can down a track through space where there's no edges, so it's very easy to fall right. off. So this was less frustrating than that. Um, I tried some of the weekly challenges, which I think is how they try to make the game sticky. But one of them is like you have 400% gravity, and so you couldn't like do certain jump moves very easily, and it, it just got stuck and, and gave up. Um, we have played some multiplayer super mega mini party, which, um, you know, there is like a 3d lobby where you can, you can kind of walk around and, and meet up with characters who are being played by other Apple arcade players to create a, a pick me up game, or you can exchange a code or do, I think local, you know, Bluetooth Wi-Fi to find each other, um, and just do a one-on-one on one on different devices. Um, that was, that was pretty fun. Um, there's like lots of different mini games. A lot of them are roughly based on sort of vintage early eighties arcade cabinets. You know, there's one that's kind of like moon Moonlander. There's one that's kind of like space invaders. There's one that's kind of like, um, uh, missile command, etc. Right. But you're, you're doing these little mini games up to four players. Um, so, and that's one where the different mini games, I have a highly variable, uh, difference in how fun they are kind of like Mario party or similar, so if you pick the right ones, it can be a lot of fun. If you pick the wrong ones, I mean, like you you basically fall over and die right away, and that's less fun. Um, another one I tried very briefly. Uh, I think friend of the show Angela was um, 
looking for some cat themed action games. And so I, I grabbed, uh, Explotins, Explotins, uh, from Apple Arcade. I'm not sure how to say it, uh, but it's, a uh, a shmup, uh, shoot, shoot em up, uh, where you're a cat flying like a kind of a steampunk biplane and shooting alien cats. Maybe I, I tried a couple levels, um, with touch controls and I need to revisit it with a controller because as with a lot of those twin stick shooters, um, the touch controls are just too easy to like slip out of the, the area of the screen where your thumb needs yeah. to be, um, kind of hand cramping. Cause I think, cause the, the device is so thin, your, your grip is different. Um, and, and just the precision uh, in general. So I think that's one I would revisit with the controller. And then finally, you mentioned Nuts. Um, so I didn't play this, but my son tried it because he was like, ooh, squirrels. And it's a little more abstract and has like a story. And so I think he kind of bounced off that part of it. Um, he got stuck. Like he, was, he just wasn't sure what next to right. do. And I hadn't been watching him play the first 10 or 15 minutes. So I, because I was missing the context, I couldn't really help him get unstuck. Um, so probably that's not one he will stick with. Yeah, it seemed like a little bit like Firewatch, I think I referenced last time too, where it's a mm-hmm. little bit more mm-hmm. yeah, out there in terms of what you're actually trying to do and, and what the game is wanting you to do and why you might pick up a different, I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes with that one. Um, sort of a one-time playthrough kind of game anyway, seems like. Yeah, I have been, I think I've mentioned before on the show, I do like the Apple Arcade games that are really repeatable, like, like grindstone, but I also like the ones where it's like, you know, you put in your two to three hours and you're just, you're done and you've experienced this really cool story. And, and I like that Apple's investment in this has allowed those games to presumably have some success on the store when that's not a model that usually works on, on uh, mobile. Yeah. And then in hardware news, I see the, the rumors about MacBook pros. And I just, I actually was looking today just in um, Apple TV hardware news of, the just because i was like surely by now there's something <laughs> i eat every right. time and my wife even is so tired of hearing me say well we'll just wait one more month we'll wait one because <laughs> and there's still nothing and they there was just something today i saw they're they're promoting it or talking about it, like the new buy the apple tv or whatever and it's like it's like 2017 is when it came out and it's just hard to imagine even like tim cook as you know whatever however rich he is and owner of apple being like to a friend who's asking him like should i buy an apple tv and he'd be like you know what <laughs> just give me a week i'll sort this out this is dumb yeah Yeah, i think there have been rumors about maybe there's two significantly different models um you because there's like rumors about different chips and i obviously i'm i think i'm waiting to hope that there's one that's you know roughly as powerful as the current phones and ipads yeah that's what it seems like uh slap a new chip in for for games right um and then the other factor is i think uh as far as streaming devices go we don't let our smart tv on the internet except for updates so we don't use its apps and i mean the menu seems pretty terrible as an interface anyway so i kind of want apple tv for yeah. that and then um we've been having some weird like audio cutouts with our fire stick and i'm not sure if it just needs to be reset or if it's the tv or the particular hdmi port or cable we're using or what but kind of hoping that a uh, a slightly more expensive streaming device box would um would resolve some of those um, and, and have like better airplay support and all that good stuff in addition to Apple arcade and, and better streaming and, and 4k and all yeah, that. The one actually we just realized that would be really handy is the Apple TV has the ability to the Apple TV box has the ability to hook up to AirPods. If you have them, I noticed you, you've got some in um, 
and use yes. that as your speaker effectively. And so bypassing the TV's volume, which if you're watching like, as my wife is sometimes watching like a murder show, documentary <laughs> murder show, um, you don't really necessarily want your kids to hear. <laughs> of which there are a number yeah, these days. All on Netflix or whatever. And you don't really want the, the sound even just wafting up the stairs to the kids reading before bed or whatever. And you're like, maybe they don't need to hear about the gruesome murder that happened 25 years ago or whatever. Um, I don't know whether we as adults need to either, but we that's a whole other discussion. But yeah, with the AirPod connection to the Apple TV boxes, makes it super easy just plug those in even if you just have one earbud in or whatever and uh and you can listen to the show at whatever volume you want to walk around the room and not worry that it's not yeah it's too loud or whatever for for someone else in the house and that's really appealing to to us at the stage we're at um and even potentially sharing airpods or whatever to <laughs> watch a show <laughs> which seems like a really old person thing to do for the hearing aid part but um uh, but for yeah I, I mean, it's not, I, I don't think it's just, uh, how, how old, how old are you? But like, I, I find subtitles, uh, super helpful. We kind of got into it when, uh, my son was a baby and, you know, we would be watching something while he was quietly asleep, you know, in a carrier on one of us or next to us. So we got used to the low volume and subtitles and now it just kind of sticks. But yeah, if you could do headphones, I think a lot of newer TVs and other streaming things do support Bluetooth, but it's presumably not a, you, you know, with AirPods, you get the, the was it H1 chip, you know, Apple ID device sync stuff. Yeah. Um, so it makes it a little nicer. Um, the other the other incentive too is is Apple Fitness uh, Plus. Apple Fitness, Apple Fitness Plus. Yeah. Um, so I I tried my free trial and did a few um, uh, workouts and discovered that AirPlay too is not supported. So like our our TV can do AirPlay. It can be an AirPlay receiver, but if you run fitness to it all you get is the audio and like the the generic uh apple music icon right you don't get the the display with your your watch metrics or anything like you do on your on your device and and like you do on the apple tv when you start a workout on the tv um supposedly that is coming in ios 14.5 i think the beta has been seeded and and they're supporting airplay for that but it's an odd an odd little oversight that airplay works for like all audio and video except that um, yeah, you have to imagine it's something to do with the like syncing of your involving the watch as well. And like, I don't know, some sort of the, the stats or the health details that they're displaying right. on screen is complicated in an airplay way or something. But yeah, the same, similar thing. I was hoping that maybe we could use the Xbox Apple TV app to work with fitness, but it of course doesn't either. You have, it's basically just a Apple TV or yeah, hopefully eventually the airplay direct airplay wrote might finish or might fix that but um but yeah the apple tv app on xbox does not support airplay at all so there's no fitness unless you right i, I think airplay 2 does require specific kinds of wi-fi mm-hmm. hardware that the xbox oh, yeah, hardware might not have i i think it's it's kind of like with airdrop it's like specific wi-fi hardware right. but i i'm not sure um, the other weird thing with, with fitness is so, well, okay, I can't airplay it. I will do it on our largest screen, which is the family iPad, except that's logged into the child iCloud account we created for my son. And so it doesn't talk to my watch, which is logged into yeah. my iCloud account. <laughs> so what we ended up doing was we started a workout on that at the exact same time as I started one on my phone. And so I like started on my phone and just like put my phone down. So I wasn't, I wasn't getting the stats on the screen, but that way I knew I was, my activity on the watch was happening at the same time as what we were seeing on the, 
the bigger iPad <laughs> screen. So that, that feels very like hacky. Yeah. Because uh, obviously the big screen in the in the living room is the way we would want to do you know yoga or or uh, hit or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of an interesting. It's obviously an early foray into it, um, but that's another another place where, especially during pandemic, stuck at home, I don't have my usual walks and commute. Uh, finding ways to sort of gamify uh, exercise as someone who is not super motivated yeah. to do it normally uh, is is really helpful. So I'm 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 kind of hoping as as those features come along, whether it's with Apple TV hardware or better AirPlay support, that I will trick myself into doing more of those things like with the ring fit or, or just yeah. dance as well. Yeah. Trick myself into working out is the best kind of workout for me. Cause that's, we've actually been doing the, my wife and I, Sue and I have been doing the, like where you can challenge each other on the Apple watch. And so it worked oh, really yeah. good for the first couple of weeks. And then now it's kind of like our, whatever our low level of activity is each week is kind of like the, one of us just runs up the stairs instead of walks. And that's like enough to vault the person into the lead or whatever. <laughs> take, take the lead. So yeah. But definitely like, it does feel like I've, I've, I know I've gone almost like probably three or four times to like the point of like about to hit buy now on an Apple TV hardware, just for the sole reason of like fitness and then all the other stuff that goes along with that. Cause it's like, I could buy the Apple TV hardware. My logic goes, I could buy Apple TV hardware for 200 bucks in Canada here, or I could spend a thousand dollars on a treadmill or the whatever other things. And so why not start with the low barrier to entry of a $200 Apple right. TV hardware, but then the Apple nerd in me kicks in and is like, wait a second, there's a new Apple TV hardware. Why are you wasting $200? They're going to sell a new one for 129 with all these extra features or whatever. And so then I just... Or, or at least I we, hope, we hope that is <laughs> yeah, coming. Exactly. But that's what's for six months now. I've been sitting in that and like, yeah, so but that's, that's the way it is. So like, unfortunately, I don't work too much of my... I don't use too many muscles in that battle of... <laughs> It's just my finger clicking on the button or whatever that not really losing a lot of weight doing that. I don't think, but yeah, no. And so I think, I, I think our last, our last corner is, is tabletop where we're kind of more sitting on our, sitting on our butts <laughs> playing games as a family. You mentioned, uh, the, the family kind of shifting from co-op games to more competitive games for that, that victory rush. Um, but what, what other ones have you been playing? Yeah. The, well, actually the, I forget how it came about, but we ended up, um, if you ever, I don't know if you ever played Romoli, it's like a old game. I, I, don't, I don't know, know that if, one. I don't no. know if these are like, if it's a Canadian thing or uh, whatever, but anyways, it's a very simple kind of game card game with, but it does have sort of a tabletop component, a, a board of sorts that you can buy, but you can actually just look online at the Wikipedia article I linked to will have, we just made our own cause we didn't have one. Uh, basically you just need, uh, eight spots on the, on the board where you put chips in. So it's a, there's a sort of a gambling component, but it's not really gambling. And you each have a, mm-hmm. you, you deal an entire deck of cards, however many players you have, and there's one extra hand that you can bid on before you start playing. And anyways, it's a very simple game for kids to grap, grapple and what's understand what's going on. And they can play it just fine on their own as well. And it's not, it's a very low barrier to like, it's not very, yeah, not very difficult to grasp what's going on in the game, I guess. And there's not, it's not a ton of strategy. It's just kind of a fun game to like many card games where you're, you're just kind of a little bit of luck, a little bit of strategy, very low strategy level and, and something to pass the time while you're eating snacks and having a drink maybe with friends and able to talk as you do. Right. Um, and so our kids are old enough now that they can play it. It's actually, I'm sure even like your son at seven would be able to, like our daughter at eight is able to keep up. There's a, the first part of the game is a bit of a poker hand. You kind of play through one, one round of poker basically. 
uh, where you're sort of bidding on or trying to yeah, bid up each other or other in a poker pot. And then after that, which we just skip for now with our kids, just because it's not worth trying to explain how poker works at to an eight year old. It's not really a fun. Right. They don't understand bluffing. And so it's not a lot of fun. But the main reason, actually, the reason we got into it is because in moving, we discovered somehow my, I had bought a long time ago a poker set with chips or gotten it for a Christmas gift a long time ago that's never been used. So it has these really nice, you know, nice, uh, satisfying to feel, as my daughter says, poker chips that are fun to just kind of use. And so then we figured out a game that we could actually use them in that they would understand. So that's what we've been biding nice. time with. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know that game. I saw in the in the link you included, it is it is listed as a Canadian game invented oh, in Toronto. So that may be why it, it wasn't part of my um, <laughs> uh, awareness. Uh, definitely growing up, card games of various sorts were big in my my family and my extended family. I think our, our main ones were uh, Pitch or Setback. Um, some it sometimes goes by either name, which I got from like one of my grandma's friends where it was like, you know, my, my grandfather and, and her husband had worked together or something like that. And then after the, um, the men had both died, they were still friends for many, many years. And, and she was the person who taught us uh, how to play that one. My one aunt was real, uh, my mom's sister was really into canasta and kind of exposed that to our family over the summers. Um, although I think my my parents stopped playing after my sister and I moved out because they were getting too competitive uh, <laughs> uh, over over <laughs> rounds of, of two-player canasta. Um, but my mom and I always played uh, gin, like just the the standard like 10-card uh, set matching game. So I tried teaching that to my son, and he was kind of interested, but I think kind of bounced off the the rules around, oh, you need this many of a of the same value versus your your runs all have to be in the same suit, you know, like whether it's flush mm-hmm. or not, right? And um so he he did not have fun with that, but I think he was kind of interested in the idea. And we we play other card games that are pre-printed like Uno and Flinch. Um and Dose, uh, which is an Uno spin-off we got for Christmas. That's pretty fun. Um but I did also teach him like standard, you know, Klondike solitaire. Uh, and he, he really got into that and he started playing it himself. And I think the, the only frustration for him is the fact that if you play it with physical cards, um, you can end up with dealing an unsolvable board. Whereas I think if you play on the computer, they usually like, however they do the random generation, they guarantee it's technically solvable if you play it correctly, or, or there's an option to do that in a lot of the computer right. games. Um, so, so basically if you don't screw up, you, you will be able to, to clear the, the board playing all the cards, ace to ace to king. Um, so I think, I think that's, and there's a tactile component to him, which, you know, at, at seven, you're, you're like a little more fidgety. You, you want to like move things around a lot with the game. So yeah, we'll see if that one sticks around, uh, as, as fun with decks of cards. It is funny with, um, having three kids in our family and like the, which kids take to solitaire and which don't. And you kind of can see the different personalities come out. And our oldest definitely gravitated to it and really got into it. And he'll go through phases where he, because he'll remember it as a game he can play by himself when, when his siblings or us are otherwise occupied. And um, and yeah, the I don't think actually I ever introduced video game solitaire to him, but I could definitely see like once, if he knew about that, he would want to do that. Like on his, he has a fire tablet and like just for the pure reason of like what you described where you deal out all the cards, just the pain of dealing them all out, realizing you're stuck, and then you have to shuffle them all and deal them all again. <laughs> and uh, but then the other extreme of our youngest, who still gets frustrated holding a bunch of cards and sorting, like where you have like eight or ten cards in your hand, mm-hmm. and having to like hold that properly, and then 
you know, obviously being sometimes being teased by her older brothers for not doing it right or whatever. And that's where the fun, oh. the fun of a family card game disappears yes. pretty quickly. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all Solit- solitaire is a great one for, I, I did that a ton too. And I remember discovering that and just like a great way to pass the time that probably is, would be um, a better way of spending some of my evenings anyways, rather than like, again, if I'm staring down at my phone for <laughs> two hours, checking Twitter or whatever. Could at least do a little bit of right something else, but anyway. Any other tabletop stuff, or where are you at? Uh, yeah, I saw there's a there's like a Gen Con Spring Showcase they're going to do virtual. So it's like the Gen Con's the big tabletop convention every year, um, and they're going to do a new virtual mini one where for, I think mostly for game makers to announce new stuff. Um, I might I might stream stream some of those panels uh, depending on what what gets announced. Um, and then I, I think we mentioned on the on the last episode playing Constellations, which is made by the same guys who made uh, Extronaut. And my brother-in-law was really interested in um, in playing that one because it's about space launches. And he's been really into watching like all the SpaceX and Blue Origin test launches. Uh, so we're gonna since we're local, but not um, you know not in in each other's pod, we're gonna do a an item exchange. We, we usually end up having to shift stuff around, you know, once a month or so anyway. So I'm going to let them borrow my, my set and see if the, see if my niece and, and them, uh, like that. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all I have is the, I, I'm just trying to remember. I, I'm sure we talked about last extra extra on is something. Does your son get into it or is it a little older? He, he likes it. Um, I think he, you know, strategy wise, he, he doesn't always play an optimal, uh, game, but it's, it's fun for him. I mean, it's, it's space. Um, they actually recently did a Kickstarter for like a, an Extronaut 2.0 that I got the, it's not really an expansion, but I basically got a patch. So it's like a set of cards that you replace from the original set um, to kind of rebalance right. the game. Um, and it, it definitely makes it uh, play a lot better. Uh, it's kind of an interesting idea. You don't usually think about patches to board games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that's, that's definitely one that... Um, it, it was needed because there were some there were some issues with the way the rules worked in play, uh, and I would say it's a game that works better probably with four players. We mostly play it with two players, uh, so there's there's kind of like a shuffle randomness aspect that that makes it a little slow with mm. just two. But we we like it, and and like I said, it's it's space themed, and there's there's a sort of science learning component. To nice. It. I just I loaded up the web page, and the, and uh, one of the default or the the cards it showed me was. An action card that you can play in it is called is a government shutdown, which feels a little too on on point yeah. for twenty twenty one at least. But I'm sure that's one just one random little part of the game. Um. Yeah, you're you're kind of trying to fund missions to different right. planets. Uh, cool. Well, uh, that that'll do us for this episode of uh, Twenty Five Cents. Thank you, folks, for listening uh, wherever you happen to be out in the world, and you can reach us on Twitter at Twenty Five C Arcade. And uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm iChris on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else as UltraNerd. That's N-U-R-D. And you can find 25 cents wherever you listen to podcasts, of course. And check out other podcasts at goodstuff.network or our Patreon, goodstuff, or patreon.com slash goodstuff. 